1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: This is the Fly the W670 podcast, season one, episode 58. Meet the new Cubs, and we encourage you to... Listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and to follow all of our socials Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook. Of course, we'd love to email with us Fly the W670 at gmail.com i'm dustin rhodes executive producer of the mullion haw show on 670 the score your radio home for all things cubs baseball and uh, as we're right around the corner from christmas crowley welcome to uh, uh happy uh, wednesday or it's thursday now and uh, also the uh last day of school for you so you are officially on uh, christmas break congratulations to you on that
1: i am a free man and i gotta tell you dustin i am excited um the Cubs did have introductory press conferences for three of their uh, offseason signings: Dansby Swanson, Jamison Tyone, and center fielder Cody Bellinger. And Dustin, it was announced today that uh, they got their catcher, Tucker Barnhart, right?
2: That's who we were thinking.
1: Yeah. And so he's going to pair up with Jan Gomes, two-year, uh, two t- with a 2024 being a player option. And so that's per John Heyman, Odyssey Insider. So.
2: Pretty cheap, right? $6.5 guaranteed. Could get up to $9.5 if uh, everything goes right for him.
1: Pending physical, which we, we know now with uh, Carlos Correa. <laughs> Pending <I> mean, physical. <laughs> yeah. you, you take that a little bit more serious now. But in all seriousness, Dustin, you know, I, I think everyone knows I was bummed when they got Correa. And the last time you and I spoke and we talked a little bit, I was not super excited. You know, okay, we got Dansby Swanson, you know, kind of the last one standing. But... I got to tell you something obviously with everything that happened with Correa and I don't know that's a bizarre story they said it was something to do with a leg that broke before he ever made it to the majors some weird stuff as far as why that fell apart for San Francisco it sounds
2: like they got cold feet on uh, 13 millions and 350 million million that's what it sounds like to me I'll agree
1: 100 percent because they went back to Scott Boris and said hey what do you do less years and less money and Scott Boris is like I know a guy named Uncle Stevie who has plenty of money, <laughs> and there he was off to the Mets. But you know, I don't—I don't know how much of that. Is, you know, there, I'm sure there'll be uh, some sort of documentary on what happened with that one day.
2: What but, if I told you?
1: <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I, after I listened to all the press conferences from the three guys that they introduced this week—Swanson, uh, Tyone, and Bellinger—and I got to tell you that, especially with Tyone and and uh, Swanson. I wasn't as super excited about the Swanson signing, but after listening to this guy and talking to a couple people about him, I am way more on board than I was the last time we talked. I'm feeling a lot better about this and who he is as a person, uh, what he brings to the team, um, not to mention the fact that, you know, you like I said, I just wish they would have spent some of the money that they saved not getting one of the other three guys and got a better uh, catch back or catcher than uh, Tucker Barnhart. But, you know, it is what it is, but I came away very impressed with Dansby as far as his his leadership, his intensity, and his sincerity, right? Yeah, I I
2: couldn't agree with you more, Crowley. I've got to admit, I admitted this morning, on the Mullion Haw show, that after that press conference, I've got a little bit of a man crush. As much as it's okay for one man to really dig on another man, I am digging on Dansby Swanson. I know we're going to share some of the audio with our listeners in a second, but you know, when you go through this, if, you, if you're going into this with a kind of a, a mixed feeling on him like you were, Crowley, um, I'm just telling you that when you get done listening to some of the audio we've got selected for you to listen to, It's okay if you don't want to admit it out loud. I'll be that guy. I'll admit it out loud. I have a little bit of a man crush on Dansby Swanson. If he can play three quarters as well as he handled all the media he did over the last 24 hours, the Cubs are going to feel like this is a bargain, Crowley.
1: Not only that, I think it's the intangibles that are going to make a huge difference as far as... When i think about stuff that i've heard korea say in the past and then listening to listening to dansby now I, I feel like i owe jed hoyer an apology and maybe i'll buy him a beer at cubs con but uh i i, I, would, <laughs> I would i would say that you know
2: he's gonna run the other way if he sees you and i crawling. come
0: on
1: i think at the very least he'll make sure that it's it's got a cap and not an open bottle so i think uh you know we'll see what happens but here's you know you know obviously the cubs have gone through a few years of losing and, um, you know, you talk about trying to bring a winning culture into the clubhouse. And and one thing I do want to say about Jed and these signings, those three guys, when you talk about Jamison Tyone from the New York Yankees, when you talk about uh, Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers, and when you talk about Swanson from the Braves, those are three teams, three organizations, that just in general are bring a winning culture into the mix and so i don't think that jed's just getting guys that he thinks are going to be good physical players on the field they bring an attitude that i think is sorely needed in this team um and 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 some good veteran um leadership and so here's dan's response on winning
3: winning is uh it's a uh, it starts like with the mentality it starts with the belief that each and every day that you're not showing up wanting to win, you're showing up that you're going to win it's never an if it's just a matter of when and I think that that's that's kind of like the first start right and and when you start to win it really starts to build confidence uh you know in in this organization it starts to build confidence within your teammates winning baseball is really just about playing the game to win and I know it sounds super cliche but there are so many times and examples where you can tell like oh, this guy you know he's doing this for himself or you know he was wanting to Do this to get the RBI instead of moving the runner or whatever. And there's just so many instances where there's teaching moments of where, you know, if we're if if everything that we're doing is, you know, instead of me saying, I'm going to go out and strike out six guys today. It's like, no, I'm going to pitch to win today. Sometimes it's it might be eight strikeouts, nine strikeouts. Some days it might be two with the mentality of pitching to win, hitting to win, playing defense to win. um, The end of the day you just have to have more runs on the board than they do at the end of the game. And when, as a team, you can collectively say we're looking to do things to win, and that's all that matters. Whether I go 0 for 4, 4 for 4, and if I go 4 for 4 and we lose, I'm not a happy camper. You can ask my wife. Yeah, we, like we don't <laughs> do losing. It's like not. that's not something we like. Um, so the the important goal is winning. That's like the only stat that matters. And bringing that sort of philosophy is is really really important. It's something important to get all the guys to buy into, which they will that's that's just who we are at our core um and you know who i believe that we'll be going forward
2: he wants to fly the w crowley he yeah. wants to fly the w he's all about winning
1: did but but didn't that get like
2: the goosebumps going a little? absolutely you gotta love that guy
1: I, I will tell you what dustin there's there's a famous story about david ross right and we it just was the anniversary i think this last week of when he signed with the cubs yep. in 2014 he comes out to spring training And what is he, right? He's a journeyman backup catcher is what he is. And who and if you remember in twenty fifteen, one of the big stars was Rizzo and the other was Starlin Castro and they had just got Lester and some other guys. But they're doing a spring training drill as the story goes. And Castro was lollygagging and David Ross called his ass out in front of everybody. This is why you guys are the Cubs. This is why you're losing. This is why you got the history you do And, and literally like tore into it, right? He just wasn't going to accept it, and from that moment on, Ross was kind of like, he was, you know, people always say Rizzo the captain. He, Rizzo's not the guy that kind of snap people and get them in order. You know what I mean? That's what David. That's what David Ross brought, and I see a lot of that, except as a better player, Swanson than David Ross ever was on the field, but just that leadership quality of what you expect from a winning organization, and it doesn't matter if you go four for four if you lose. He's absolutely right.
2: Yeah, he, he just says, I mean, if that was the only, and we have more audio to share, if that was the only piece of audio we played from Dansby Swanson, you should have a little man crush on Dansby Swanson right now.
1: Oh, God, we're such meatballs. But um, they asked Dansby Swanson, you know, where where does he need to improve, right? Like, what part of his game does he think, um, you know, has to kind of go to, can he bring maybe up to the next level and when he talked about that, Dustin, you remember, I, I was kind of concerned on about the offense, right? I was concerned that, you know, was he uh, going to be going up? Was he going to be going down? What, what, what is the real Dansby Swanson? Is it the 2018 Dansby Swanson or the, the 2022 Dansby Swanson? And I think he addressed it really well here in this next clip.
3: Um is a thing that has continued to get more and more consistent every year uh, and i've continued to grow uh, in experience as a hitter um, obviously the power has has become you know a lot more prevalent than most people probably would have thought uh, my biggest thing now is just the, a little bit more of the average piece the the swing and miss in zone um, which has led to obviously more strikeouts than i would like uh, it's not something that i Wants. Uh, I don't like to strike out nobody likes to strike out. It's obviously a part of the game but some of that can be a little bit uh, you know like like my own fault essentially just with some of the swing and miss in zone. Uh, so just wanting to get better uh, at that being able to spray the ball around the field a lot more consistently uh, which you know typically leads to better to better results overall. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing for me uh, Carter and I have already had some discussions about that uh, and I think know, just I think that's kind of like a spot on assessment of what's of what's kind of like the next step in becoming, uh, you know, the player I want to be.
1: All right. So he he recognizes that offensively, you know, the, the strikeouts are an issue. And, uh, you know, that is something that he, he, he's aware of and he wants to work on. And so the one thing he did say, though, and you brought this up on the last episode, uh, Dustin, when I was looking at the numbers, is he said, hey, look, man, they're getting better every year, you know. It was just a, to me. It was a significant jump between 2021 and 20 between before 2021. All of a sudden, you saw this big jump. But if he can keep that average, and he brought about that, he brought that up a little bit. If he can still have the pop, but kind of work on that batting average, then he's not a guy that walks a lot. He doesn't have an eye on base percentage. So as long as he can work on that and hopefully improve on that, he can take the next step and be even a better player offensively.
2: Yep, and that's exactly what we're hoping for. That's exactly what we want. And he does replace a little bit of the power that they lost when Wilson Contreras went down to uh, St. Louis.
1: Now, the next video clip uh, it screamed Dustin to me. I was like, oh, my God. That's when I knew you were in love, when I heard this next (laughs) clip, all right? He was asked about playing 162 games in a season.
3: There was some pushback, but we – I just think, I mean – this is, in a way, I mean, this is my job, right? Like, you guys show up to work every day, and if you're not there, I'll give you a hard time. So, um, <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's the job. The job requires 162 games plus whatever is left in October, and it's important to show up each and every day ready to play, ready to win. Um, obviously, showing up isn't, you know, it's not just about showing up. It's about showing up the right way and, and doing that to win, but I've always prided myself in playing each and every day. And, you know, been very blessed, you know, by the good Lord to stay healthy the last three years, um, have learned a lot about myself and the people I need to surround myself with in order to be able to do that. Uh, and I just feel like it's another, like you said, just the, kind of another step to wanting to get better and to really, uh, you know, get more and more into my potential and surround myself with the right people. So I've learned more and more about myself every year. Uh, you, know, you know, the COVID year played all 60, 160 of our games in 21 and then all 162 last year so uh, understanding how to do that's important um, I'm sure me and Rossi will get into it in a good way um, about playing and, and not taking days off um, but yeah it's just a, that's like that's the standard you know you show up and play that's, that's what we do and uh, you know if we want to win then we have to have our best players out there each and every night
2: Yes, Crowley. I'm in love. Yep that that that's a that is a hook line and sinker. Love a guy that knows that the uh, the value of work, work ethic. Yes, I, I'm all I'm all in on on that. I, I will I will say this, and um, I don't want to see him play all 162 games. I want him to be available for 162 games. I think about 155 would be perfect because I want him to be fresh in October.
1: Did you notice, though, Dustin, that when he talks about, like, he doesn't talk about 162 games. He talks about 162 games plus. Yes. Like, in his yep. mind, he's already mm-hmm. talking postseason, man. That's, oh, that's yeah. Where, that's where
2: his he didn't. Call, I, don't think he, I don't think he only came to Chicago for $177 million.
1: No, and, and, and just by, like, kind of listening the way he talks and, and how much he talks about winning and how important it is and how much he despises losing, you're not going to sign up for a team that you don't think is going to be better. And and so, you know, think about that. In the last three seasons, obviously the COVID season was goofy, 60, whatever. He's missed three games. <laughs> he hasn't started three games in three seasons. You know what I mean? Which basically like what were we talked a little bit like two and a third, but that's still unbelievable.
2: And that was one of the boxes that he checked that Carlos Correa didn't check. Because if right. I had a guess, Carlos Correa probably missed 60 games over the last three years. And,
1: and, and so, yeah, just absolutely, you know, he doesn't want the meatloaf lineup. He doesn't want the Sunday getaway day lineup. He wants to be in there with the best players playing. The only thing I would kind of pump the brake on, and this is where a guy like David Ross really comes in handy to be able, I, like I said, he talked, like Dan's jokingly talked about getting into it with Rossi about it, is that you do have to pace yourself because of day games at Wrigley or a little bit more than everywhere else. So, you know, just easy does it and, 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 and kind of be smart about it and then, you know, go from there. Um, obviously, the thing that we knew about Dansby going into um, into the signing is that he was the guy that had the best glove that we talked about. And having him and Nico up the middle uh, was going to be a big deal. And so that, that's kind of what this next clip is about.
3: Um, to me, you're only as, you're only as good as your, your four defenders in the middle. So, well, obviously pitching is a big part of it, but center field, shortstop, second base, and catcher. Uh, and I feel like the group that we have is, is pretty elite in that category. Belly is obviously a great center fielder. Jan's had a lot of experience, you know, behind the plate. And then uh, Nico and myself just really feel like that as a defensive unit, we can be as solid as anybody. Uh, obviously, it's going to take a little bit of time to get, you know, used to one another in the communication. But uh, from everything that I've heard, you know, about Nico, that he's just a winner. The guy wants to win. He's a baseball player. You give him a glove and he's going to go play, and he's obviously really, really good at it. Uh, You know, when you kind of combine that kind of mentality uh, with how, you know, I like to do things, it it usually, you know, fits like a glove, and I really, no pun intended, but um, it usually fits really well. (laughs) And, uh, you know, something that I'm really looking forward to in spring training, just getting out there, and probably going to suggest to Rossi that he makes our schedules the exact same so we can play, you know, as many games as possible together uh, in spring training. He's got a lot of thoughts. I, I, don't, you know, I wonder if David Ross listened to that and was kind of
2: grinding his teeth. Like, just remember, I'm the skipper. You're the player. I'll let you know when I want you to get off your feet. I will write the lineups for spring training. Tap the brakes a little bit, Dansby Swanson.
1: But, see, I love it because he – so, you, you know, Nico, his whole trajectory has just been bizarre, right? Like, absolutely, he was sitting at home when he got called up when the Cubs, like, burned through a whole bunch of shortstops. was that 2018? It was 2018 and Addison Russell got hit in the head, got concussion and they had to call him up because Addison was the last guy they had. And so I think that this is going to be really good for Nico to have this kind of like mentor, right? This guy, this respected guy next to him that can kind of work with him. And the fact that Dansby wants to work on that communication and get that ironed out, he wants to be if that's what it's going to be, which we know it is, is Dansby is short and Nico at second, then let us get as many reps as humanly possible so we're ready to hit the ground running at day one. So I agree 100%, and I'm sure Rossi has no problem in getting – because that's – this is what this is all about, Dustin. It's the defensive alignment that he talked about. Gomes in catching, Nico and uh, Dansby in short and Bellinger in center and in getting that turn, the double play turn, the communication. All that kind of stuff is just absolutely going to be huge. So let's just – let's get it let's let's get it going, right?
2: Let's get it on.
1: Now, being a minor league junkie like I am, I got to tell you, is that somebody did ask Dansby about the minor leagues, right? And so you're thinking to yourself, okay, you know, uh, what what does Dansby Swanson know about the Cubs minor leagues? And I think his answer to me was just incredible. Here we go.
3: Oh, uh, That's, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I came from a place that was very heavy into uh, – you know the development of younger guys and having an influx of younger guys and i feel like if you want to be good for one year you sign a lot of free agents you want to be good for a long time you learn how to develop uh and have talent at the minor league level and that's something that the cubs have they have a lot of good depth they have a lot of players with some star potential you know peter armstrong is obviously one of them uh brennan davis is another uh, there's a lot of guys that uh have potential to be you know high level contributors and so you start to supplement a big league team with those kinds of guys you take the pressure off them to perform uh, you allow them to just be themselves and to be able to you know learn what it means to be a pro you got them along the way you love them a little bit um, and you know they start to grow and blossom as players and then uh, you know it just it, it really kind of makes for like this organic development and growth as an organization that then makes it even more attractive for you know whatever free agents you would want to bring on, uh, and and you really start to build, you know, a team that is capable of winning at a very high level.
1: So a couple of things. Awesome that he names dro- name drops Pete Crow Armstrong and Brennan Davis, right? So this guy, this guy's in the paying name. attention. He's paying attention, attention. right? He's done his that, research. Yeah. The thing that he brings up, though, that's important, and, and God, you know how many times I, I've brought this up a bajillion times. You don't want to just throw Matt Mervis into the fire. That rarely ever works. Even if you remember Kyle Schwarber, you know he came up, you know, twenty fifteen and did really well, and we were all excited about twenty sixteen. He had the catastrophic injury, but then twenty seventeen. Oh, you're leading off. Like it just. I wonder how much that screwed up his development. You know what I mean? Like you can't put the pressure on these young guys. Do not forget that they. it's not that easy most guys are not mike trout and come up and absolutely dominate forever right it sometimes is a process and if you don't have to rely on your minor league guys to be the key contributors if they're just a component if they can just develop they will become great players but if you put too much pressure on them if you you make them do something they're not ready to do yet you can absolutely stunt their development and that is what i do not want to see happen with any of these guys that are going to be coming up, including Matt Mervis.
2: Yeah, and that's a good point, Crawley, and I agree with you. And that's what's a little bit disappointing is I'm really curious to see who the Cubs are able to get. And the good news is, is that Jed was on the score earlier today with Mully and Haw, and he said that they're not done. You know, they're, they're still, The big blocks are in place, but there is still things to be done. He mentioned catcher. They filled that after he was on. First base, he mentioned they're working on it. He also mentioned starting pitching and back of the bullpen. But let's stick with what we're talking about with Matt Mervis. I wish they had gotten in a little earlier and gotten a little bit better of a player to help with Mervis at first base. I'm very interested to see what they do there or if their plan potentially is Patrick Wisdom being over there with Matt Mervis and then some type of a DH platoon thing going on.
1: Right, And, and Patrick Wisdom
2: has shown he's very good at
1: first. Uh, the last clip that we got for everybody is just because we are meatballs and we want to cry a little bit. Um, well, if this
2: one doesn't nail it down, then you don't have a pulse cub fans. Come on, here we go. This is, this is, this is the uh, cherry on top. If you will,
1: like, like if this guy just didn't absolutely make all of Chicago fall in love with him with this one, I don't know what would,
3: um, so I, I've pretty much mentioned to everyone, like being a cub means more to me than people would realize. Um, no secret that I left my hometown team uh, to be here and I've kept telling everyone that it's more personal to me. So Mallory and I got married December 10th. The next morning we found out that my grandfather um, was not doing so well um, that he was in hospice and so we pretty much left our wedding venue the next morning, uh, drove home and basically had to rush over to the senior living facility where he was at and uh we were (laughs) so he ended up uh passing away on the day after we got married and the one thing that just always stood out was he lived across the yard from my parents and i and my brother and sister and so every day when i would come home from school i would run up to his house I'd run in and pretty much like demand that he come outside and hit me ground balls, which he would always do. But every time I walked in, he would have a Cubs game on, um, back when it was on WGN. And I can't look at my parents. Um, he would have a Cubs game on and I was always like pops. We're in Atlanta, dude. Like we're Braves fans. And it was just something he loved baseball so much and all he ever wanted me to be was doing what I'm doing now. So having won a championship in Atlanta for one of his favorite teams, we just felt that the Cubs, which were his second favorite team, that bringing a championship to this city was just what we have felt called to do. So to be able to play for two of my grandfather's, two favorite teams, Means literally like the world to me. So thank you, and I'm glad I got through that without crying. Game
2: set. Match. Okay. Game set match. Okay. I, I mean, I've never been a guy that's wanted to run out and buy a jersey and put another man's name on my back, but I might go to Dick's and look for a t shirt, a Dansby Tw- Swanson t shirt. If anybody knows where I can get one of those, I want one of those under my tree in the next couple of days.
1: The jersey We'll get you one. Don't worry, Dustin. But absolutely, WGN going home and afternoon games. I mean, there's nothing better than that.
2: Nothing
0: better than that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listen to every MLB game live. In the
3: deep left center field, it is high, that is far, that is gone.
0: Stream minor league affiliates.
3: The Midwest League home run
0: leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month. Deep
2: left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez